Welcome guys to the Trying Podcast. My name is Nanini and on this podcast I'll be sharing with you the steps that I'll be taking to try and get over my fears and get out of my comfort zone. It's Monday, March 14th, 2022. Okay. Hi kids. It's mom. And I'm at Gukas. I've been here for some months now. I think it's like two months plus some weeks. This is the longest stuff, I think. Yeah, this is the longest we have stayed here. <laughs> like without going back home I mean this is still home so it's the longest and in many part time ni fikiri so I'm I'm scared I'm scared I'm scared that actually music um ni seven thirty-eight. So I'm just seated outside under this tree where the tree with a socket. Yeah, I'm under the tree with a socket. And I'm just looking at the the moon and there's some two clouds out now outside. I'm just here. The trees and the wind and then finally fikirie so I was saying I was scared I am scared I'm scared that that the time that God will bring you into my life that's God's perfect time right i can't change that i can't change when god will bring you into my life and so what i'm scared about it's not that i'm not scared about when you come into my life i'm scared that i will not be ready resourcefully ready to um provide for you Or, because I'm praying that your dad and I will will be married till death do us part, right? And so even within my marriage with your dad, I want... I don't want to be a leech. That a leech is that kind of animal that just sucks blood. It doesn't give you anything. It sucks. It just takes. Right? And it's like just sucking blood out of you. Or any other animal. But anyway, so that's how I understand a leech. 
um using that analogy of the leech so anyway i just don't want to be a leech i don't want to be that i don't want to be a partner and i don't want you to grow into a family where in a family where your mom has nothing to give and i'm not talking about financially i'm just talking about resources um financials also financially also but at the same time i just want to be in the right mindset mentally i want to be okay mentally i want to be okay spiritually um physically because i wouldn't want um I wouldn't want the thing that will quote unquote take me out. Okay. Um I wouldn't want the thing that will the thing that will take me away from you guys to be me um to be like the fact that I neglected my to take care of myself, my body. So I want to take care of my body so that I can be there. I can have the strength. Uh So such things. So I'm taking time to listen to listen to the experiences that are happening. Listen to the experiences. I mean like I observe I be present. I want to be present with what's happening because there is a lot that I see God is is teaching me right now. A lot is sinking and this is how he wants me to walk to continue walking as I me being present in the moment and listen. And so I don't want to miss out on these lessons right now that God is trying to teach me right now. So these are the resources I'm talking about. Either be spiritual, physical, mental, emotional. I want to be healthy when I meet your dad because I haven't met your dad yet. I don't know who he is. I have no clue. I don't know who he is. But I trust I have been praying to God for him. I have been praying that God guides him in whatever is happening to him today or even until we meet. Whatever God is guiding him through. I have been praying for God to sustain him to build him the same way he is building me so yeah i want to be healthy in all those areas that i've been mentioning so that when i meet your dad um i want to be healthy and healthy doesn't mean perfect 
doesn't mean I won't be angry doesn't mean because these are emotions God has given us right um, and so I want um, God is teaching me how he wants me to use these emotions and how he wants me to apply these emotions and when the right time to say something and when I feel something how to channel that emotion um, productively in whatever situation right and so these are the things that I'm still learning and maybe I'll still continue learning of course I won't be like a finished a finished um, pot um, the potter God is still molding me and I might still I will I will um, I will still need some molding when you guys come into my life right and I am in your lives so I'm not ignorant of the fact that those times will be there <sighs> But I think, I think if I obey God now, this worry and the fear that I'm feeling now and I'm experiencing now will either be gone or be less or I'll know how to manage it God will okay let me put it this way the Holy Spirit will help me manage it and I will be it will be easier for me to listen and obey when I need the help because I'm practicing because I'll be I'll have practiced right I'll have practiced Um, you you will not be able to meet my mom your grandmother but I know you're wondering but, but mom we do have grandma actually we have two <laughs> oh, plus your dad's three yes um and okay um i don't know if uh, when you're listening to this you'll have known but my bath mom right my parents your grand yaguka and your shoshu I have lived in their home which was also my home but I have lived in their home ever since I was tiny and so 
there are times where I look back to the marriage. And today, while I was in the shamba, I had gone to to the Mayambes to go pick some Mayambes um, before it rains and and some passion fruit. And while I was walking to the shamba, like going there, I remembered how mommy, yeah, your your shosho, how mommy was. It's like I never saw my parents argue. I I don't remember seeing them argue. There is one time though I remember hearing them argue in their room. But they never argued in front of us. I never had my dad raise his voice to my mom. I never had my mom raise his voice to my dad. Dad never spoke ill of mom behind her back to us. And mom never spoke ill of dad behind his back to us. And the marriage was not perfect. Um, Uka has has had many talks with us after mom passed. And my dad, yeah. Um, and he has been telling us how amazing of a wife my mom was to him. And saying things like she was God sent to him and our family would not be where it is right now if it wasn't for my mom I want that to be me I don't my mom has not has never failed me as a mom We didn't, we, I never knew we didn't have, there were times where we didn't have enough, right? But it's because my parents never made us feel like we didn't have enough. Even the small, that smoker thing we had, it never felt little because of our home, Right? And I want to be able to provide the way my parents provided for us, my family. I want to be able to provide for you guys the same way my my mom provided. And since I'm the mom, <laughs> I want to take... Um, I'm looking up to my mom when it comes to that, right? 
as for your shoshos who who I'm sure they spoil you so much <laughs> those are my mom's sisters they were best of friends best of friends and they are my mom they are my mom's and i've learned so much from them so much we have never lacked anything and they never made us feel like we didn't have enough i just don't want to fail i don't fail you oh i don't know how god works when it comes to like children so i don't know if there's a specific time that god knows that he's going to bless to bless you guys and to bless me with you guys and that time will never change or depending on how or i don't know how i live my life that's how god decides i don't know right <laughs> god is sovereign he decides and every decision he makes is perfect that is perfect time but however god decides because i know you i know god says that before you are born he formed you he knew you right so god knows you right now even though i haven't still met your dad i don't know which egg and which sperm will meet I have no idea, right? Um I don't know which of those um ninis will meet to form you guys, but God knows that. And so what I'm saying is my fear echo around the fact that there are things that God wants me to do. and i feel like that they are they're too big i don't know i'm scared So experience with God my experience has proven that God only expects me to take the step right So there are areas where I, I know that works I just take the step 
and God does the rest. I take the step, God does the rest. But it's not easy for me to take this step. There's a lot that I have, I don't know, um, um, a lot of uncertainty when it comes to this step. I have no idea how my life will play out. And my fear is not not taking the step and because time time doesn't wait for me to take the step time is not waiting for me right oh i'm 28 now i'm 28 i just turned 28 <laughs> on february 28th yeah that was something else um it was a, a fast and a last right uh, so i'm 28 And I'm not going to lie, I'm feeling the pressure of time. I feel time pressing. So at this moment, I don't know if this is me lying to myself, but I'm trying to be as honest as I can. So I'm not trying to hide anything. So I'm not comparing myself to anyone right now. I'm not... I don't have a fear when it comes to comparing myself with where other people are. My peers, you know? Where they are. I'm not feeling that pressure. Well, one... one Maybe one reason is because I don't try to look and stalk people and find out what's happening in their lives (laughs) maybe that's something that's helping and i'm happy for people's achievements to be honest amen um maybe it's it's the the pressure when it comes to time it's when it comes to the goals that i i believe god has God wants me to achieve. However they will unfold, I have no idea. But it requires me to take the step. Um, and today, that's when... That's when the thought of you guys... I still don't know your names... But I know you are beautiful and intelligent beings, very beautiful human beings. You are loved by God and whom I love so much and your dad loves so much. Oh, so 
the thought of you guys being in my life and me not being ready or even available in I just don't want you I don't want to fail you I don't want to fail you I don't want to fail God I don't want to fail your dad whoever he is there's a thing when it comes to discipline (sighs) it's like (sighs) discipline and me to like polar opposites you know I don't know (laughs) (sighs) I don't know if personality has anything to play but does discipline really know personality like discipline in a working in a like personality types i don't think so i think anybody can be disciplined in any area right so i think that will be an excuse if i rely on personality and and if i um blame my lack of discipline on my personality yeah that's an excuse So by the time you guys, hopefully, I don't know, but from <laughs> from how this is not God's vision, whatever, no, this is just me thinking through, right? And how odd, how I'm currently wishing for this to happen by the time you guys come into this world, I'm praying that I have a home for you like a home home right Um, and I'd want I want you to be running around in this compound and I'd want this compound to be a part of your home I don't know where your dad lives right now and when we meet and we we are together I don't know where we will live we will agree to live but a huge part of my vision that I am currently aware of is in this compound It's a shared compound, but that's where I feel some roots. This is where I feel like I'll have to grow some roots. I don't know if this will change. I don't know when you're listening to this. 
wow I, like i wanted to say like i love you guys so much however many you are by the way ah <laughs> <sighs> gosh i wanted to say i love you so much and then i'm thinking i already feel love for you and the need to provide for you even before you existing and so i'm trying to think how god loved you and me and your dad and our family and the entire human race he loved us even before he created us that's insane if i a mere human being mortal can fall in love with kids who are yet to be born and i have no idea even of who their dad is so there are no plans even in place when it comes to like when you're to be born but i think that's a it's a beautiful picture it's like a tiny picture but i think it has it's it's a it's a picture a small picture i don't know what what to use it's a it's a lens that i can use to see how god cares for his people his creation even before he created us he loved us and he was thinking about us wow so even this tree right here that i'm sitting under god knew that june would one day this unborn baby called june whose mom has been brought to this ukambani land <laughs> by her husband this kikuyu masai woman has been brought to kambani to this new family and she she will one day bear a child a girl a third born called june and june will one day sit under this tree that has been planted by her grandmother or grandfather i'm not exactly sure but i think shoshu mama oh your great grandmother she's still alive right now but um she's she god has blessed her with many years on this planet she's a hundred years plus to be honest even our family sometimes like her id <laughs> her id even the year that's written on her id is not exactly the specific year because it's not exactly clear you know so she's a hundred plus <laughs> Last time I checked, we were planning on 
having her like her 100 year plus celebration with her children and her grandchildren and her great grandchildren and her great 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 grandchildren <laughs> yeah there's that's that's on the works for i think next month yeah april 2022 so she's still here and she's one of those women who I also look up to and her memory is I don't know what to say she like forgets you know but it's because of her age and since and so she loves telling stories she loves telling stories and I think by now I have saved um, I have been recording her so I have those videos of your great grandmother and audio recordings of her telling stories right so I'll keep them safe for you guys so that you can access them and see her she's one woman who is even this land that we are we are we're is in she has not failed her family there's no one no one no one in this community or even in her family who can say anything ill like anything negative about mama wisdom is proven right by her children that's oh my god that's something that i thought of today during the day it came to mind i didn't think of it it came to mind i think it's a bible verse wisdom will be proven right by her children and the wisdom that god has blessed mama We are so blessed as a family because of that woman. We are so blessed. I don't want to be the the generation of these powerful women. Like um, my family is filled with so many and by powerful it's not money. There's so much that these women have to offer they're so resourceful they're so resourceful they're literally the proverbs that you want woman the number of like let me just share a tiny bit of mama's story right Mama kept chicken. Mama built a a, a, a a restaurant. She bought land. Yeah. She built a, she built a restaurant. Oh, she bought land. She built a restaurant. And 
in that restaurant she would she would cook she would um brew beer <laughs> that's something she laughs about she did so many things and with that money she was not being given money by her husband she made sure that her children with that money she took her children to school she took her stepchildren to school with that money she bought so much land and it's so everybody knows even the elders at the time they had like a you know a group of elders who would sit down as a community and they had accounts literally like you know books are written down accounts are written down she bought cattle she had chicken she was like even these trees apparently cuz i was thinking like my grandfather and my great grandfather are the ones who like bought and planted most of these trees in this compound one there are some the young trees that you will find in this compound your dad your my dad your grandfather is the one who has planted them and um and we'll be planting more trees we will be planting more trees but the old trees the old trees in this compound apparently it's mama who bought them and they were buying i don't know they were they were walking like such long distances and they were so used to it and i don't know there was this place where she was buying i forget the name so apparently even mama is one who bought them and and arranged for them to be planted <laughs> there's so much so much like i'm looking at the fencing the fencing it's my like my mom i'm not saying your your grandfather and your great grandfather didn't do anything i'm not saying that they have done so much so much right so much even the trees that i'm going to that i went to take fruits from today that's yoguka that's yoguka who has planted them my dad and he's still planting more fruit trees he he wants like an entire like the entire shamba to be just fruits right and of course there are some other things there but there's this dog okay with a shorty <laughs> it's a female dog I don't know how I'll be by that. I hopefully I'll not still have this thing with dogs, but I don't think it will still it will be there. This fear or something whatever. I love dogs, but 
I don't know. But I'm not scared of these dogs now. I'm hoping that when I go home, I'm their paintings of Pi. Pi is my dog, my current dog, right? And you will see those paintings. I have painted Pi and I'll continue painting Pi. <laughs> so there are images and pictures and paintings of Pi. So Pi, I'm just waiting when you're when we go back home. Pi will be my my project when it comes to like relationship building if i i don't know if that's what i'm going to call like let me just call it that i want to build my relationship with pi when it comes to contact physical contact and playing with him and just being comfortable around him when he's playful right because it's not that like i'm uncomfortable i just anyway whatever i don't want to get into my situation <laughs> hopefully we have other dogs for the home right we must have dogs we must we will be having dogs um so i was talking what what did i say before shorty interrupted um i was talking about your your grandfather guka and your great grandfather tata they have done so much I'm focusing on the women in my family because those are the women who who have paved a way for me to be here right now and I'm looking back to learn from them and there's so much to learn from them and they are they are like a success story you know from my grandmother who's still alive to my mom to my late mom who's not here with us anymore to my two amazing moms my aunties who is who 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 are here with us and we're praying for long life for them to my sisters I'm surrounded by by powerful women. Women who are so strong. They've gone through so much. But I am really I am what is it I am learning so much from the women around me because they're not hiding anything they're not like from me you know it's not like they're faking their strength it's not like they're faking the love that they have and the love that they share it's not like they're fake faking their generosity it's not like they're faking the unity that they constantly strive to have in the family 
they are not perfect at all. And I know I will not be a perfect mother or a perfect wife. But I want the time God blesses you, God blesses me with you. I want I want you to find me with these resources with the strength I want you to find me having learned to be united and to strive for unity in our home I want you to find me sharing the love and encouraging that love in our home and even in myself. Jesus tells us to love others as we love ourselves. I want by the time that God blesses your dad and I with you I want that time I want us to have so much love even though I'm feeling love for you guys right now I'm so sure it's not at all like it's not compared I can't compare what I'm feeling now to the way I'm feeling I'll be feeling when you're in this world to be so much I want God I want to know how to manage that love and the way it will come out when it comes to discipline that the way I discipline you I wanted to be guided by that love show that love through discipline show that love through encouragement show that love through sacrifice because God loved me so much that he sacrificed his life for me and for you God loved you and he loves still loves you so much even before you are born and any mistakes that you ever make ever make no matter how big or small can you imagine Jesus came down in this world that we live Jesus is God he came down in this world that we live so that he can take away those sins The sin where you feel like you've lied to mom so many times or you've lied to dad so many times or you've not told the truth when it comes to something big that has happened in your life or that moment when you feel like you've failed us or when you're disagreeing with your sibling and you feel hate brewing in your heart or content or anger and then you start looking down at yourself because you feel like 
you're being negative and you don't deserve whatever you whatever feeling that you feel Jesus died for that he died so that you would not live with that this is history this is real and that's the faith in our home that's what we believe even before you were born Jesus died for you even before you existed as an embryo in my womb Jesus died for you and so there's nothing nothing you can ever do that will separate you from God's love nothing nothing us me you dad and any other siblings and by you i mean all my kids <laughs> whenever i say you i mean all my kids however many you will be or if god blesses us with just one child so you me you your dad our family our friends your friends and every human being on this planet god loved us so much that he sent his one and only son so that he can die on the cross for our sins to take away our sins the sins that we have committed in the past the sins that we are committing now whatever you're thinking about even that and the sins that you'll even commit in the future the bible tells us that the wages of sin is death and sin what sin is that thing that you do that misses the mark you see that i have these goals right and i believe this is what god wants for me and my future family and my community and i feel the fear actually i fear i don't want to sin that's my fear oh that brings a lot of things into perspective that's my fear right sin i don't want to sin i don't want to miss the mark I don't want to not do what God is telling me to do because if I don't do what God is telling me to do that means I'm doing the wrong thing. If mom tells you to do something and you don't do it that means you're doing the wrong thing, right? Like the parable that Jesus gave. And Jesus was talking about giving an example of, yo, there was a father with two sons. He went to one son and he told one son, by the way, there's some work in the field. I need you to go do it. And the son says, "Okay, dad, I'll go." And so the dad goes to the second son and says, "Yo, son, there's some work in the field. I need you to do it." The second son says, "Nope. I'm not doing it." And then later he he chills and then he thinks about it and says, oh, "You know what? I'm going to do that work that dad tells me to do." And then he goes to the field and does the work. But then the the first son who said yes, he did not do anything. And Jesus asks, 
you know, when you compare these two sons, the one who said no and then went and did it, changed his mind, and then the other one who said yes and did not do it. Who was the one who obeyed? Of course, it's the second one, right? The one who eventually did the work. So I don't want to be this first son who says yes to God and doesn't do anything. I'm listening to God saying, yes, God, that's what I want for my life. And then I don't obey. So that's sinning, right? And so Jesus died for our sins because we are not perfect human beings. We are not perfect. And Jesus lived this perfect life. He did not sin. He listened when his father told him to do something and he did it, right? You see this son who was told to do something and he said yes and then he didn't do anything jesus is the opposite jesus says yes and he did jesus said yes and he did he says like i do whatever i see my father do or sometimes jesus says i do whatever i my father tells me to do jesus obeyed everything that god commanded him to do and obeyed everything that is commanded to us as human beings to do that's why he fulfilled everything that god told human beings to do right even the israelites the law right all the commandments and so that's how jesus is perfect so jesus takes up our place on the cross a gruesome gruesome death he suffers for me and for you for everyone we were meant to suffer because we sinned right that thing that you're thinking about right now (laughs) i know it's not funny i'm just laughing because i'm also thinking about something right now we all are because we are sinners we always fall because The first human beings, Adam and Eve, those are the first human beings created by God. And when God told them not to do something, they said, okay, you see, remember the two sons, the first son who said, yes, I'll go do, do the work in the field, but then he did not do. And the second son said no, and then later he changed his mind, right? So Adam and Eve, God told them, don't eat of this fruit. And they were like, Okay, God told them, if you eat of it, you will die. They were like, okay, okay. So they were like the first son who said yes, right? But then when it came to the actual obeying and they were tempted, right? Whatever you're thinking about right now, that sin that you committed or you are thinking about committing or you have committed, right? You were tempted to do it. Something came into your mind and you're like, oh. I want to experience this right now. I want this now. I feel like if I don't do this, I'm just not going to be happy. I've been told it's a wrong thing to do. God is telling me not to do it, but I don't know. I can't fight this. I just want it now. And you did it. You sinned. Even me. I have those moments. Even now when I've given birth to you guys, I have those moments. But you see, the good thing is, what Adam and Eve did, Jesus came and did the opposite. 
Jesus is not the second son actually. Because the second son, the second son did. He said no and then he did it, right? Jesus didn't say no. Jesus is like, Jesus is not even part of these two sons. Jesus is, there's this thing that the book of Paul, the book of Paul, (laughs) the book of Galatians says, letter to Galatians. It says, son of the promise. There's that thing in the Bible where Jesus is the son of the promise. The promised Messiah, the promised son, right? That means the two examples that Jesus gave, Jesus gave human people. These are examples of just human beings. One who says yes, but then doesn't do anything. And the second one who says no, but then changes his mind and obeys. Now, Jesus is telling us to be like the second person, the second son who says no and then obeys. God knows that we will say no at first. We will fight it. We'll be like, oh, God. And then we remember, you know what? Jesus is the son of the promise. Jesus died for me so that I could be free from sin. You know what? God doesn't judge me from what I've done. God judges me because I believe in Jesus and what he accomplished on the cross and he said it is finished Jesus took away my sin I believe that and I believe Jesus is alive he has resurrected he is no longer dead after suffering and dying on the cross for my sins he is no longer dead he has crucified all these sins my sins right and Jesus is alive and he's seated right next to God the Father. Right? I believe that. So now I become the second son because I fell, right? Sin. I missed the mark. I sinned. I missed the mark. And God knows that. So then it becomes so easy for me to confess. And confessing is just like when you come to me your mom and you tell me mommy by the way remember when you told me not to eat sugar i'm sorry i ate sugar when you were not looking that's confession and that's what god that's what god expects of every human being including me including your dad including your grandma and your grand grandparents all your grandparents right <laughs> all of them Including your dad's parents, all of them. And every human being on earth, even your friends. God expects us to confess. Because we believe in Jesus and we believe Jesus already took away our sins. When we fall short and then we stumble and I find myself having done something wrong. You know. I go to God and I confess. I say, God, remember when you told me not to do this? I know you know that I've already done it, but I just want to confess it. Because I believe you already have forgiven me. Because you're told when we confess our sins, our God is faithful and just and he will forgive us. That means God always keeps his promise. The same way, he 
that Jesus is the son of the promise, the same promise that God gave way back to Abraham. God kept his promise. Right? So when I confess my sins to God, I'm forgiven. So, I've just realized that I'm afraid of sinning. I'm afraid of missing the mark. What does God tell me? I'm, I'm honestly thinking about it right now. I, I no longer... Okay. I don't have to be afraid of sin because Jesus has already died for me, right? So then how am I supposed to live this out? Because that doesn't mean I neglect the work God wants me to do. I think it's trust. I need to trust God. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Because Jesus has forgiven me my sins. He died for my sins. And I have confessed for any other sin that I'm committing. And I have committed. Though I need to trust. In the faithful works of Jesus. Right? Trust and obey. For there's no hour to be happy in Jesus. <sighs> okay. So if I'm resting in Jesus. I'm seated at Jesus' feet, listening to him teach me and obeying his commands and obeying his guidance. That is me being happy in Jesus. So for me to be happy in Jesus, for me to rest in Christ, for me to be fruitful, so these are the fruits that I want, right? And I don't want to miss the mark. I don't want to be a tree that is not fruitful. Jesus tells me, abide in me and I in you. And you will bear much fruit. So when I rest in Christ, when I am trusting and obeying, listening and obeying, hearing his words and putting them into practice, then I am happy in Jesus. Oh, but trusting and obeying is not an easy journey, to be honest. Because the Holy Spirit can tell me something and I have the choice whether to listen and obey. But you know what? God is bigger than this problem, to be honest. God is bigger than this fear that I'm feeling right now. He is. If God can think about me and love me and plan that I'm going to like, like, oh, wow, that I'm going to make sure that there's this tree that June will one day sit under and enjoy the shade. If God can do that, then this problem is not a big problem. Guiding me through this journey before he blesses me with you guys is not a big, it's not that big for God. So I, okay, so trusting in God means I am surrendering this vision to God and these goals to God. 
and whatever God does with them, that's on him. That's his work to do. All I need to do is take the step. When God tells me, do this, I just do it and I trust that God will do whatever he wants without my obedience. He's the one to bring this vision to fruition, right? Amen. So the work is no longer on me. Like, I don't have to to put all the pressure or this time thing on myself. God is above time. God is not is is not um um controlled by time. God created time. He is outside of time. He is in control. Okay. So God is in control of how this vision will whatever whoever you know i mean i haven't even met your dad right now so god knows where he is god knows what he's doing and the lessons he has to learn before we meet god is in control of that and i don't have to think about that i only need to be here where the location where god is lighting the path for me here Whatever God is telling you to do here, I do, I'll, I, Holy Spirit will help me to do it. I will trust and obey. I will listen and obey. So I don't need to be afraid of missing the mark. Because God is in control. And he trusts. He has given me the ability to choose. That means he trusts that I can make the right choice. And if the Holy Spirit is in me, that means I have power. The Holy Spirit is power. So I'm not even working from my own power. I'm not, I should not rely on myself. It's the Holy Spirit working in me. (laughs) So literally God is doing everything. I just need to trust for him to work through me. Oh my goodness. Amen. Okay. I'm feeling way better now. And I think it's not just a a feel-good message. No, it makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. I'm not in control. I'm trusting in the finished work of Jesus. And that finished work includes him sending the Holy Spirit from who comes from the Father to live in me. Power resides in me. He resides in me. And he's the one working in me. So I just need to be available to God for him to use me to work through me so I should not be afraid of the vision if God no matter how big I think it is to God it's not that big of a deal because to him it's already finished because he's the God of the past the present and the future he's in the future and he already sees it as done it's complete because If he has given me that vision, he knows it's possible with him, 
not with me it's possible with him I only need to be available to God for him to use me to work through me I think I'm repeating this so that it sinks in because that's amazing wow okay okay it's 8.45 now it's one hour later so I need to get it because it's getting cold and I haven't put on a sweater I don't even have a scarf wow I think that was amazing that's nice huh to be honest that has taken a huge load off my shoulders because sometimes I'm studying the verses and God's word and I feel like I have understood it but when it comes to a different situation it's like I'm blank but the Holy Spirit just reminds me Nanini remember remember what you learned last time it the same applies here wow oh I was talking about the cheese something came to mind right Job no no it's not Job it's this other guy who was told to go to Nineveh um, and I'm forgetting the name he was told to go to Nineveh and he refused and he was swallowed by a big fish I'm scrolling through the Bible to see Jonah so what happens with Jonah I think I can't read that verse. But anyway, let me just explain. Jonah, after obeying God, finally, finally. <gasps> Jonah is the second son. Jonah is the second son. In the parable that Jesus gives, the example that Jesus gives, and he talks about, because he was speaking to Pharisees, and he was saying, you Pharisees are this first son. You believe that you are teachers of the law, and you've been given the law, and you said yes, but you did not do what the law says. You don't listen. You just added your own things, right? But then Jesus says, you see the 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 tax collectors and the and the and the how did say prophets? No, tax collect tax collectors and the and the prostitutes, the tax collectors and the prost- prostitutes. They are the children, the second son. They are the ones who the father told to them to go to the field and work, but they said no. The first time and then later they said yes they had the message being preached by John the Baptist and they repented they confessed they repented they went back and said you know what I realized that I did this wrong and they repented and they changed so Jonah did the same thing Jonah is his second son God told him go do this go do this go do this I want you to go to Nineveh and do this. And Jonah said, no, I want you to go to Nineveh. Jonah went as as far ahead. Jonah went to such an extent that he was fleeing from God. He was running away to another continent. <laughs> he was going so far. Trying to escape God. You can't do that, right? God is everywhere. You can't escape God. Um, God's presence is everywhere. He sees all things. He made all things, so he knows everything. Anyway, so Jonah is this example of this second second guy, right? 
the second son. So later, after this entire thing unravels with Jonah and God and the big fish, excuse me, and the big fish. So what happens, Jonah repents and he confesses. He comes to God and he says, you know what, God, and he's in the belly of this fish, this big fish. He comes to God and he says, you know, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I see what you're trying to do. Like, okay, I, I don't exactly remember what Jonah said. But what happens, Jonah goes now to Nineveh, right? He eventually says yes. Remember, he's the son, the second son, who first of all, he said no. And then later he changed his mind and he said yes. So Jonah later said yes. And so he goes to Nineveh, this town that God was sending him to, to preach to those towns for to repent. And he tells this towns like, you guys, you know, um, if you don't change from your ways, a huge, like, God will punish you guys. So after doing what God told him to do, he goes further a little, like he walks a little further from the city and sits down for shade, looking for shade and he sits down. And overnight, overnight, God, God um, makes this plant to grow and the plant gives Jonah shade right Jonah did not know that there would be like a plant would grow so I think that came to mind when I remember when I remember the tree like God thought about June would one day lay under this sit under this tree for shade and then Jonah came to mind but let me just say this right now that tree I was thinking about this a while back I don't remember when but maybe a, a week ago and when that tree came to mind I think that tree is symbolic of Jesus I think the tree is symbolic of Jesus I'm trying to think of the connections I made at the time because what happens later Jonah wakes up and is so happy about this tree and God but then God um, has a worm eat up this tree and Jonah then becomes sad again. And what God tells Jonah, let me just read that part, right? It's Jonah chapter 4, I think. Um, he prayed. Okay. Jonah chapter 4. But to Jonah, this seemed very wrong. Let me just, because it's starting with a but. And I, okay, okay, okay. Okay. So these people repented, right? In Jonah chapter 3, verse 10. When God saw what they did, repenting, and how they turned from their evil ways, right? He relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. Okay, so God kept his promise. Jonah chapter 4. But Jonah, but to Jonah this seemed very wrong and he became angry. He prayed to God. He prayed to the Lord. Isn't, it, isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? This is what I tried to, for, for, to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take away my life. This is really serious, right? 
for it is better for me to die than to live. This sounds like a depressed person. And I, and I don't want to brush this part off. Because there were times where I would read Jonah and I would like laugh at these points and or like say like oh, he's overreacting. But I think this is a big issue for Jonah. These people of Nineveh were really bad people. Like they were really bad. They were torturing people to to like the highest of extent where it's so inhumane. It was so bad, right? And I think Jonah was like, God, these people don't deserve your forgiveness. You see, like when I told you like, there might be something that you think like you've done that is so bad and you're like, God will not forgive me for this. I think this is what Jonah felt when it came to the people of Nineveh. Jonah was like, God, they have sinned to the highest of like, if there are levels to this, they're like on another level. They have killed so many of our people. They have killed so many people and you want to forgive them? Killers? People who torture other people for fun? You want to forgive them? And God was like, I am a compassionate God. There are things that you don't know, Jonah. Okay, this is me. I'm paraphrasing. This is not what God said. But I'm thinking, I'm just from saying that God thought about me even before he made me. And that's the same thing for every living human being. No matter how bad we turn out to be, for some people, it's the same thing for every human being born on this earth. We all start... God God creates all of us and he knows us even before he forms us in our wombs, the wombs of our mothers. So every single person, even the bullies, God created them. So to Jonah, a created human, he he didn't have the capacity, the same as me. I don't have the capacity to see what God sees in some people, some evil people. Like, why are they still alive? Because Jonah, according to what we read, Jonah went and sat down and was expecting God to punish these people. Right? He was expecting them to be punished. (sighs) Because they sinned and the wages of sin is death. They sinned. And Jonah was like, their sin 
you can't compare my um, um, again I'm paraphrasing I'm like not really paraphrasing I'm trying just to understand where Jonah's mind was you know I'm just trying to think think through this because okay that's a dog okay because Jonah goes sees the the forgiveness that God gives them Jonah is like God this is why I did not want to come to this place because I know your character I know you are gracious I know you I know you're compassionate and you're slow to anger. I knew you would forgive them if they repented. But I didn't want you to forgive them. They don't deserve your forgiveness. So if it's not them, if you're not going to take them out, then take me out. That was Jonah. And I think I should acknowledge that those were his real emotions. And I should not laugh or look down upon his emotions because that's how he felt. I can imagine knowing people who have been, whose lives have been taken by another group of people. And I know that those group of people, oh wow, that's my comic. That's literally the comic that I'm writing. Hopefully by the time you guys, the plan, the plan is, right? I'm, I'm going to trust and obey God, right? Okay. So the plan is for that comic to be completed by the time you guys come into this earth. <laughs> so you know the comic I'm talking, the first comic, right? Mom's first comic. Lemayan. That's the name of the character, the male character. Lemayan. Actually, the name is Leyan. I was moving from Lemayan and Leyan. So, yeah, the, the name of the character is Leyan. So that's what happened. He was like, I don't see why. I don't see how these people, they took away a life. A life of somebody I cared about. They don't deserve to live and that's what Jonah was saying you know so this is and God is listening to Jonah God knows Jonah's heart and he's not mad at Jonah he's just there he's listening he made Jonah he knows Jonah's heart God is a father who cares right and so in Jonah chapter 4 verse 3 Now Lord take away my life for it is better for me to die than to live Jonah was fed up right but you see he did not see what God sees he did he he did not he did not he did not know the future he did not know what story God was telling he did not know how things would play out in the long term. He did not know the plan. The same way, I don't even know how far this vision goes. I don't know how far this vision goes. Because only God can see that far. 
he has only given me a glimpse of what he wants me to do and how it might play out because some sometimes maybe i think like okay maybe this is just me trying to fill in the blank <laughs> of the vision because it's not complete of course it's not i don't think i should i should i should just trust that god knows what he's doing right so jonah sorry my belch in verse 4 but the lord replied is it right for you to be angry jonah had gone out and sat down at a place east of the city there he made himself a shelter sat in its shade and waited to see what would happen to the city so jonah is like you know what i'm i'm done so he just goes and makes himself a shelter and sits under there just waiting for something to happen to this city right and verse 6 then the lord god provided a leafy plant there's a footnote here and it's saying the precise identification of this plant is uncertain you know okay so then god provided a leafy plant and made it grow up over jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort so even though jonah was angry depressed furious confused all sorts of emotions god still cared about jonah he did not judge jonah you know so god took care of him and so we see like then the lord god provided a leafy plant and made it grow up over jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort and jonah was very happy about the plant <laughs> so jonah is excited i don't know what made him happy about this plant but god knew that this plant would make jonah happy because jonah was sad he was depressed and god said you know what i'm going to bring up this plant to give you shade so there's like a it has a function but at the same time it's also for your happiness god knew that the plant would make him happy so you see jonah is happy right and jonah was very happy about the plant but at dawn the next day god provided a worm which chewed the plant so that it withered when the sun rose god provided a scorching east wind and the sun blazed on jonah's head so that he grew faint he wanted to die and said it would be better for me to die than to live this is intense so first god provides him with a plant that were both functional and makes him happy and then he takes it away right god gives and he takes and then he provides a scorching east wind and then the sun blazed on jonah's head and so and jonah like was like i want out 
This is too much, God. And verse 9, but God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the plant? It is, Jonah said, and I am so angry. I wish I were dead. These are serious complaints Jonah is making. But the Lord said, You have been concerned about this plant. Though you did not take it or make it grow. Okay. You have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh? in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and also many animals. That's how it ends. So Jonah, God tells Jonah, this functional plant that I provided for you, that gave you shade and made you happy, I have taken it away, so that I can teach you a lesson, Jonah. There's a lesson I want you to learn right now. The value of this plant, the, the value that you're giving this plant should not be, should not exceed the value of actual human beings. You should value these human beings, no matter how extreme you think they are. You should value their lives more than whatever is making you happy right now. Whether it's functional, whether it gives you joy. The life of a human being. The life of a human being is more valuable that's your auntie does so let me just finish right <laughs> let me finish recording so the life of a human being is more valuable than the life of this plant even though it's functional and it made you happy i need you to see what i see jonah There's so much to learn from this story. I feel like I haven't even understood everything. Of course, I haven't understood everything, but there's so much. But I was talking about this. This part where I talked about, I thought I saw Jesus when it comes to the plant. The plant that springs, springs up and is eaten by the, by the worm. Because I was thinking like, I don't know, there's somehow, I don't know, okay, I don't know. So June, it's Monday, March 14th, 2022. I think this might be part of your Bible study. So just try to remember 
because it might be off you might be wrong but I, I think there's something I, I connected that plant and the worm with Jesus somehow I can't remember right now but it's fine okay so my dear kids my dear future kids <laughs> whoever you are you are loved thinking about you and I'm praying that in God's in God's perfect timing when God decides to bless us me and your dad to bless us with you I pray I pray for strength I pray for peace I want you to grow up in a peaceful home just how I grew up founded in Christ a home built on a firm foundation I want you to grow up in a home full of love where you're loved where your needs are cared for a home where you're taught what you need to value who you need to value because we should value what God values we are still in a world where we are we are foreigners in this world Jesus before he was arrested and he was praying to God for his disciples about his many um, praying for his disciples to God the Father he said like uh, I am not of this world but I'm paraphrasing Jesus said like he is not of this world But we are in this world we are no longer of the world right because of Jesus but we are still in the world and so because we are still in this world but we are not of this world that means we are foreigners in this world right and so all the evil that you see around you if you're noticing anything 
when it comes to the world and our country and the news and all those things you need to understand that you are a visitor you're a foreigner you're a visitor in this world this is not your home this is where God wants you to be now but it's not your home it's not my home it's not your home it's not dad's home it's not your family's home those who believe in Jesus we are not of this world and so you will not be perfect because you are in the world and there are factors that play when it comes to this world there are other people you will meet that are of this world that are still living in the ways of the world and they might experience they might they might um influence you one way or another but you need to be strong you need to stand firm in your faith and that's very simple when it comes to you have the holy spirit in you he is power he's all the power he created this world he is the power that created this world and that power is in you you have all the power in the world in you you are not the power the holy spirit who is in you is the power so you need to stand with your head held high walk with such confidence knowing that even though you're a visitor of this world you are not of this world and you have so much power the holy spirit strengthens you even when you stumble when you f- when you feel like you have sinned to an extent where you can't be forgiven the holy spirit will remind you my child you need to remember what jesus did it's past tense because it is already finished he did it for you so don't dwell on your mistakes don't dwell on the future jesus tells us to look at the birds they don't worry about hoarding things for the future they don't worry about tomorrow god is providing for them and jesus says how much more if god can provide for birds how much more will god provide for his children you are god's child you are god's children yes you are born by mom you are conceived by mom and dad right 
you are our children. But we are only your caretakers in this earth. And we love you so much. But you need to understand you came from God. That's why I can now speak back, way back in 2020. This is my present time, 2020. And I know that you will, God will put you in my body. But you already exist with him now. You exist with him now. And in God's perfect time, he will form you in my body and you'll be born in this earth. And just as I am finding my way through this earth, I have, I have found that I'm not alone because Christ is with me. The Holy Spirit is guiding me. Like you have everything that you need in Jesus. Everything. We as your parents might fail you sometimes. You know, sometimes we might not live up to what God wants us to be in your lives. We might not live up to what God is asking us to do, what God is expecting us to do. We might not live up to who God is expecting us to be. And who God wants us to be for you guys. Maybe patience might, might be something that we lack once in a while. You know. Maybe we are not listening as much as we need to listen to you. But I'm praying. So the things that I want to learn now. So that I... I will be experienced before you guys. Are in this world. But there is nothing. There is nothing you can do that can separate you from God. Nothing. You are his. You are God's child. And if I, a human being, your mother, can love you, can feel this, this, these emotions for you, even before your conception, even before your existence on this earth, how much more, how much more does there, is, how much more love and care is God who is your creator your father how much more does God feel for you the creator of the heavens and the earth I'm looking up at the sky and there's so many stars the God who created these many stars and that moon and everything around me this powerful God, he can do anything in your life. 
just need to trust. Trust and obey. I just need to trust and obey. <laughs> Your 28-year-old mom. Mom-to-be. For, I don't know when. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I need to trust that God has that. I need to trust that God knows what he's doing. It's like Jonah. Jonah needed to trust that God knew what he was doing. He needed to trust and obey God. And maybe even moving forward, um, God might... Now I might have these moments where God um, springs up a plant, a leafy plant, which will have a function in my life and will make me happy. But I need to understand that to learn whatever lesson God is trying to teach me through that leafy plant, whether it's whether it's a business opportunity or whether it's um, a material a ma- um, something material, you know. Um, I don't know whether it's a car. Whatever it is, that's why I'm learning that it's important to be in the present and listen so that I don't miss these lessons, you know, so that I hear when God is asking me a question and God is trying to teach me something. So um, this will not be the last time I record something for you guys. That might be a, a a chance that this might be a, an episode for a pod, my podcast. I don't know which one. I don't know when. If it is, I still mean everything I've said. It's not just because it will be public, it might be public, that I don't mean it, no. I think it's important for for you to see the process. And see that mom also struggled. And that's my stomach. (laughs) That mom also struggled. And that mom also had ups and downs in this life. But she trusted a powerful God. The creator of heavens and earth. And he spoke to her and guided her. And did not leave her alone he did not throw her to the wolves but he saved her from those wolves <sighs> he freed me 
and I'm still living this life. I want to glorify God in everything I do. I want my marriage to glorify God, to be for the glory of God. That's that's what I want. I want um, my relationship with my kids to be for the glory of God, to glorify God. My relationship with my pets to glorify God. I want my creativity all these projects that i'm doing to glorify god that's my goal i want to glorify god (sighs) by ruling and having dominion over the area god has placed me in whether it's agriculture and my shamba whether it's all these creative avenues God is taking me through and to rule and have dominion. And I can only do that with the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I don't want to miss the mark when it comes to how I'm ruling. I don't want to be lazy. I want to be diligent and I'm learning I'm still learning and I'll forever be learning until I take my last breath on this earth and so trust and obey right for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey thank you God your faithfulness thank you god for your comfort give me such comfort thank you god for your guidance thank you holy spirit for bringing into remembrance what jesus said what jesus did thank you jesus for the sacrifice that you made on the cross your life is a ransom for mine and my future kids, my future husband. I pray God that you bless that family that I have no idea how it will look like. I don't even know if I'll have one. I don't know what God you have planned for me. But I have I want a I want one. I want a family. And so God, if that's your future for me then God I pray that you bless that family. I pray God that whatever lessons that you're teaching me now, I want whatever you want to work in me, may your will be done. Sub shorty. Okay. The dog is back. So it's my time to leave. (laughs) Thank you, God. I'm praying for um, a restful night. We are praying for rain, so I pray that it rains and rains and rains, so that I sleep while it's raining and we wake up while the tanks are full and the plants in the shamba, maji, and these trees that we have planted in this compound, in maji. And I'm praying for my country, Kenya. I pray that you cover us and protect us with the blood of Jesus. 
praying for leaders who are seeking you who seek your face and we're praying god for my family cover us and protect us and also for my friends and their families cover them and protect them praying for our pets cover them and protect them even the chickens the chickens it's in jesus name i pray trusting and believing amen Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully you'll be joining me every Tuesday for new episodes of the Trying Podcast. Stay safe, guys. Bye.